Welcome to episode one of REP podcast. Um, we're excited to bring to everyone to kind of educate you about what REP is. So what is REP? Resources Empowering Parents. It is a non-for-profit organization that was started back in 2019. Um, and the whole vision or mission for REP is to provide support to uh, families that deal with special needs, um, supporting them in several different ways. Uh, the first way would be sharing resources. Um, and we do that uh, on the platform of Facebook. We have a Facebook group page that is public, um, and it's called REP. Um, and on that Facebook group page, we will post events uh, of local areas, um, uh, local events in areas, um, along with therapies, resources, um, activities uh, that the surrounding communities put on for um, these families. Um, so you can always uh, join the Facebook group page and uh, check out um, all of those activities. Um, also, we will post webinars um, or virtual trainings, um, not only for families with special needs, but also for administrators, teachers, uh, therapy providers, um, just as a way to help support our families. Uh, we can kind of expose that to these other professionals um, to gain support in those areas. Uh, we also have a private page, a Facebook group page called Parents Supporting Parents. Um, and we like to have that private for purposes of families having a safe space where they can feel like they can share um, more private matters, um, questions for other parents of how they're dealing with particular issues that they may be having with their children or um, individuals that they hope um, to take care of. Um, and we like to keep it mainly for parents and families only just for that reason, so that they feel comfortable, um, you know, airing, inventing um, some you know, issues that they're having. Also, it's just a great place where as parents, we can throw on a quote or just an encouraging word to each other um, just to let us, you know, let let us all know that, hey, we're kind of going through the same things. Um, and it just kind of makes us feel more comfortable that we're not alone in that. So that is the private uh, page for REP. Um, Lastly, with the sharing of resources, we also will meet families one-on-one -on -one, um, to go over maybe a little bit more of a custom uh, profile for them of what resources might help their child or their individual a little bit you know, better or more effective. Um, and we can meet either at the venue that we meet at, um, we can meet at a local restaurant, um, coffee shop, whatever it is, and kind of go over just what the greatest need for your family is. And we can try to help you problem solve, kind of brainstorm um, to find um, some solutions for your family. Um, we also have REP's parent support group that meets monthly on the third Thursday of the month at 6 p.m. Um, 
we meet at Building 1225, uh, which is a community building here in Sullivan, Illinois. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about Building 1225 uh, a little bit later. Um, what do REP parent meetings look like? Oftentimes, uh, we might, you know, as parents with kids with special needs, we kind of all have this hidden anxiety where we're not really sure, is this somewhere my kid will feel comfortable? Is this somewhere where I will feel comfortable? Uh, there's so much planning that is involved with bringing our family to something, um, to any event, really. Uh, so it's basically an informal parent meeting. It's a time of connection. Um, and each meeting looks a little different. So if you end up talking to some of the parents that come, I don't really feel like we've ever had one meeting that kind of looked the same. Um, but it's the thing that is the same is that it is connection. Whether it is one parent to another, one family to another, um, sitting in a large group, uh, we will kind of go around and share what issues are going on in our family's life at the time. And we kind of just bounce ideas off of each other, bounce uh, resources off of each other. Um, sometimes there's tears. Sometimes, sometimes there, there's always laughing, I feel like. Um, so it's just a great time to see that our families are all uh, connected in some way. and. Um, that would be the special needs component. So, but it's, it's very informal. Um, you do not have to speak. You do not have to introduce yourself necessarily. Um, if you kind of just want to come in and kind of just check it out and in, in a private, quiet way, you can do that as well. Um, Childcare is always provided. So we have some supervisors that are very highly qualified um, who are there every meeting. Um, then we have some high school students that are able to accumulate service hours by coming and working with the children. Most of them have background with children already, um, but our supervisors are great at um, instructing the students and how they can best um, help with the children. Um, and it's it just serves as kind of a little bit of peer modeling. So some of our children that might be um, more likely to engage with the students that are helping out, um, they're just able to kind of see some of that neurotypical play and engagement. So I think that's very helpful in that aspect. Um, and of course, it's great for the high school students so that they will um, be able to be experienced with working with individuals with disabilities, um, as well as kind of get a glimpse at families and just the fact that what that looks like for our families when we go somewhere, <laughs> because they are able to see the struggles that, you know, we are dealing with. So it's very helpful to them as well. What is Building 1225? So Building 1225 is a community building here in Sullivan. Um, they basically are, it's just, a, it's just a large building. It used to be a Shopco. Uh, the Vineyard Church had pur purchased it and offer it up to the community to use um, as uh, just for needs of the community. So. 
I had shared with them the great need for families with disabilities to have a place where we could come and meet, play, and just have something available for us. Um, so they uh, allow us to use that building. So that's feel very blessed to be able to do that and have such a great venue for that. They also host weddings, parties, um, markets, and so forth. So you can always check them out. Building twelve twenty five. They also have a Facebook group and a and a web page is also. So building twelve twenty five. So if you want to check them out. Um, they also allowed for us to put up a sensory room. Uh, so there's a room towards the back of the child play area where REP had received some funding through 100 Women Organization here in Sullivan, which was amazing. We had just started and they Im immediately um, turned our name in and supported us. Uh, we also received an education grant Sullivan. So with that, with those, those funds, we decided to create a sensory room. So we have an area with sensory um, therapy type swings, um, as well as like a busy board. There's a crash mat, um, also some um, sensory um, fidget toys that we have. Mats are available. Um, so it's just the, uh, an area that the kids can go in and out of uh, during the meetings uh, to receive some, be, whether to be calm or uh, gain some sensory um, input that they're needing during that time. Um, in the larger area of Building 1225 in the child play area, there's a child uh, climber uh, that they can climb through with tunnels and slides. We have a bounce house that is usually up and running. Uh, it's just a large area where the kids can run and play. There's also basketball hoops, uh, which seem to be kind of popular sometimes. Uh, ping pong table. So that's kind of what that looks like. And then the parents meet outside of that room. We have a large window where we can kind of look in and view and see the children um, just to kind of make some of us feel a little more comfortable. Uh, the sensory room at this time is really only available during the parent meetings. Um, however, I have talked with several parents about, and I have done this before, where a parent is in need of getting their child out and about, and I am able to run over and assist the parent in that room for a little bit. So that is definitely something that um, can be requested uh, through messaging me on the REP uh, Facebook group page, um, if that is something that you're interested in finding out. Um, future, I would love to have set hours for the sensory room to be available. Um, that will just need to come with some volunteers to help me man that to make that possible. So every podcast, I'm wanting to share a resource, share an experience, and share an encouraging word. So I just shared the resource, which is our which is our resource, REP. Um, now I want to share an experience. So I'm kind of going to go over just my experience um, and why I chose to start REP. So just in general, people crave connection, support, and understanding. And I really, it really doesn't matter, you know, what 
issue is at hand. I feel like as humans, we all kind of crave that. So I found myself when my son was diagnosed with autism. My son's name is Landon, and he is 14 now. And when he was diagnosed at age a little over three, um, my husband and I had a little bit of a background. We had graduated with um, a bachelor's in science and communication disorders and sciences. So we had a little bit of a background um, touched on autism. Uh, so there was enough there with Landon that we could see uh, that something definitely was going on with him uh, right around age 18 months. We also have four other children that are a little older, all neurotypical developing. So that also kind of told us that, okay, something's not quite right here. So we went through the process. Um, having some knowledge from our education, I felt like we were able to be like, okay, we need some early intervention. Um, we need to look into some diagnosis. We need to look into some therapies. We kind of knew that just because of the vein that we had been in through our education. Um, but as time went on, uh, I just kind of felt a little alone. Um, I had a few good friends that I grew up with who also had children on the spectrum. So I was able to connect with them and they've actually been uh, a major support for me emotionally and through this journey. But locally here in my area where I live, I just felt in the community, there wasn't a great awareness um, outside of the school. There just wasn't a great awareness in the community. And I was lacking in that area as of connection, support, and understanding from some of the community members. Um, and of course, there's always things as parents that we go through with um, even through the schooling and learning how to work with the school, um, becoming a team member, building bridges for our child, um, because we are our child's best advocate. Uh, school is a huge part of their life. Um, if you choose to send them to public schooling or private schooling. So it's definitely, um, something that needs to um, complement home life as well. So there's a lot of connection that needs to happen with that. So along the way, being, you know, being a parent, we, we just need to get more training, more information, um, you know, just more support on the home front of things. So uh, needless to say, uh, Landon had gotten to, I think he was probably, well, he's 14 now. So that was back in 2019. So he was a little older, more manageable. And I kind of thought, okay, it's time to start something. I wanted to be there for parents, uh, just to kind of help them navigate through the beginning parts of journeys with disabilities. Um, and just as a parent, obviously I am limited on many areas. However, uh, I kind of just felt that I could do what I could do with what who I am and in my circle. So at that, I decided to start this non-for-profit. Um, and so far, I feel like I've made some great connections with some other families. Um, and I have found some therapies through it um, and just, just some great support. Um, and I kind of found myself for a while 
complaining about things. And some of the things I was complaining about were things that I could change. So I thought, well, I don't want to complain about things that I can change. Instead, I'm going to change what I can. So that's how REP was birthed. And um, if you have any questions, um, please look us up on Facebook um, and contact us to see how we can help your family with some of the needs that you have. Lastly, with the podcast, I'm wanting to share an encouraging word uh, with each podcast. So early on, uh, a friend of mine that kind of helped us get the group going had kind of shared a quote with me, and we actually had it on our Facebook group for a while on the um, profile page. Um, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much by Helen Keller. So we had that on there for a little bit. And I kind of feel, kind of feel that way. So, and that encouraged me because when you, naturally, when you feel like you have a little bit of a tribe or a team or other parents that are out there kind of drudging through the same journey that you're going through, uh, there's just some comfort in that. So that is my encouraging word for all of you um, today. Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. This concludes this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out REP's Facebook group page for up-and-coming events, helpful posts, and resources, and future podcasts. Until next time, hang in there, parents. You are your child's best advocate, and you know your child best.